podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And I'm back. Can you hear me now, people of the world? I would hope so. But uh, let's see. Let me know if you can hear me now, mates, because uh, we're having all sorts of Euro issues. But uh, let me know if you can hear me. Please, hopefully, God, you can hear me because uh, it's been quite a stressful half an hour. Good, finally. So, yeah, Andy's uh, internet went down uh, about 15 minutes before the show was due to start. We had a few uh, issues and stuff. So I tried to set up a Zoom call with him on his 4G just to sort of go through Zoom and into this. But he, he just couldn't couldn't get it going from, from his end. Uh, so rather than just cancel completely, which I, I do not like to do ever with any of my shows, but particularly this, um, I thought I would do a short sort of 25, half, half an hour. We'll, we'll talk about the uh, the knockout grounds and the games. You guys can throw in some questions and I'll interact with you guys for a little bit. Obviously, you'll have to bear with me a little bit because uh, it's a bit weird when you're just talking to yourself. But uh, I will do my best being the, the professional that I am. But um, obviously... Big thank you to Black Diamond Sports, of, of course, as ever. And of course... Uh, the sponsors of our show, Bespoke Financial, Darren Ralston. Do check out Darren's offer at the moment, giving away a will for worth 
£140 and uh, with any new policy which they take up. So do give them a call because uh, the more you guys support our brand partners and our sponsors, the better it is for us, the more we can grow and also we can bring in new, bigger brand partners and associate ourselves with more people. But um, yes, indeedy. So uh, obviously tomorrow is uh, Wales versus Denmark. And yes, guys, you are right. Uh, Andy's internet has not been great recently. So hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll fix whatever's going on with it. But um, unfortunately, that's the issue when you're in the hands of uh, technology and Zoom calls and things like similar, similar software. What we need, we need is a studio. We need a studio where we can sit next to each other and have guests. I think that's the uh, the one thing that would take us to the next level, I've got to say. But uh, I've had some interesting conversations over the last couple of days, even, you know, just this week, some exciting stuff on the horizon. If it pans out, you never know. I've had a few conversations over the last year or so which haven't panned out, unfortunately, but you never know. Um, if you've got any questions, I will answer any questions. Um, we'll have a bit of a free-for-all on that front. Keep them clean, please. I didn't, didn't swear on this show. But uh, if you've got any questions and stuff like that, you know, it's all good. I'm happy to do it. Yeah, Cade, you win the lottery. Buy me a studio. That's exactly right, mate. But uh, And Reese says, a studio? Why don't you just do it in a pub so we can all watch, which I completely agree with. How do you guys see Wales versus Denmark going? I do feel like the rest of the world wants Denmark to win, which is understandable completely. If Denmark were playing anybody else, I'd want them to win. Um, Wales used to be written off in Euro 2016. We were written off almost every single game. It was like, uh, Wales are going to lose, Wales are going to this. I do think it's going to be very difficult for Wales. I rate Denmark, I've got to say. I think we talked about it before the tournament. Aaron Ramsey, he's such a big player for Wales. If he has a good game and we don't make any mistakes at the back, I think it could be, uh, I think Wales could do it. I think Wales could pinch it. Um, big thing for me, I think Chris Gunter should play in central defence alongside uh, probably Roden. Um, I just think his experience will help guide us through. So a few predictions from the, from the peeps. We got... Um, Let's have a look. We got uh, James Costley says Wales 2 1 to win. Gavin Randall, ever the pessimist, says I think Denmark will win. Um, Cade says he thinks there'll be one goal in it. Um, Gavin thinks England are going to win. Leslie wants Wales to win but can't see it. And uh, Rye says Battle of the Leicester goalkeepers. Indeed, I saw a thing on Give Me Sport social media yesterday. I say I saw a thing. Rob Boyle saw a thing. And uh, he commented on it, and I then I saw it. And they had Jordan Pickford as the goalkeeper of the court tournament so far. Now, I talked about this, I think it was on Wednesday's show. For me, Jordan Pickford, superb. Uh, he's had a really good tournament, and I think he looks like a proper goalkeeper for England. But I also think he hasn't had a lot to do, and I most definitely believe that there's at least three keepers ahead of him on the tournament so far. Danny Ward being one of them. He's been outstanding. Um, the Italy goalkeeper hasn't had much to do, but you know, in terms of talent, I think he's good. Leslie thinks I'm talking with my heart and it's definitely going to be Denmark. Rye thinks 3-1 Wales. Look, Denmark, mate, uh, I actually believe that whoever wins out of Wales and Denmark has got a good chance of getting to the semi-finals. But it could go either way. I've said before, Wales, on their day, can beat anyone. The players they've got, the the togetherness they've got, the passion they've got, superb. And I, I definitely think they're capable of beating anyone. But as was 2016 Euros, the group stages, we didn't really get going. And even when um, back in 2016, which I don't want to talk about too much, we, um, we didn't really get going. I didn't think the Russia game when we absolutely had to win we uh, we went 3-0. And I think, I really do believe that that was the catalyst. We had grinded it out against Northern Ireland. And then, of course, we spanked Belgium in a night that no one will ever forget. Um, 
but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. I love that Cardiff, uh, Cardiff, that people are, are writing off Wales. My big, my biggest concern is similar to what Reese has just said there. Reese says my biggest concern is Page, Page's game management, and I think that's the one difference. I, th- I believe Wales have actually got a better squad now than they had in 2016, but I don't think they've got a better manager. Um, and that's what it could come down to, ultimately. But we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, it's going to be real interesting. Casper Michael's not had a great tournament, made a couple of mistakes. Will he turn up tomorrow? Because he's a great goalkeeper. For me, he's one of the best in Europe. Um, and, you know, obviously Leicester, one of the best teams in the Premier League. Um, and a big part of that is him. But, so, Rai, you say there, goalkeeper of the tournament has to be two. Um, and you mentioned Schmeichel for me, but Schmeichel, I know it was, of course, um, the Finland game, which we all know what happened, um, and it shouldn't have been played, and you know the stress they were under. But he made a massive mistake, um, and you can't ignore that from a football point of view if you're judging who's been the best goalkeeper and who's who's done this and who's done that. Like he has made at least one mistake. I'm pretty sure he made another one which he should have saved. So for me. Um, I just think, uh, Donna, Andy's left. Uh, he said he's fed up with the abuse from you and um, he's left the show forever. Um, he hasn't really at all. Um, no, Andy's um, internet's gone down, so it's just me for a bit. Um, so we're talking Wales, Denmark at the moment. Who do you think are the important players for from a Welsh point of view, outside of Ramsey and Danny Ward? Is there anyone you'd like to see play? Anyone you'd like to... Th- Start that maybe hasn't played so far for me. Nico Williams got to start at fullback. Um, Connor Roberts run won me round a little bit uh, in the second two games in the group. Personally, I'd go with a three-five-two, um, and I'd go with Gunter. I would go with Roden, and then probably Ben Davis as a, the left of the central three, and then I'd have the wing backs as um, probably Connor Roberts and Nico Williams. Nico Williams, uh, Joe Joe Allen Holding, Ramsey, Daniel James, Gareth Bale, and uh, Kiefer Moore up front, something like that. I think I would probably go. But Meepham and Morale for me, probably not good enough. I agree with Reese there. Um, I would like to see David Brooks get a full game, but for me, like who do you drop? Because for me, that front four are almost undroppable. You've got your Kiefer Moore up front. You've got um, Daniel James being one of our best players going forward. Gareth Bale, you've got to keep him in. Um, and Aaron Ramsey, like you can't drop any of them. You need then at least Joe Allen in midfield for a portion of the game. Because I think Harry Wilson and David Brooks on form probably deserve to be in the side, but it's, you just can't, can't fit him in. Um, so it'd be interesting. I felt like uh, I do feel like we could get at Denmark's defence because outside of Kajar, I do think they've got some weaknesses there from a pace point of view. Um, no, the yellow cards I believe are not wiped until the semi-finals. Um, I believe I might be wrong though, but yeah, you're right there. Garrett says morale was the weak link. I, I completely agree with that. I thought Joe Morale. Look, I'm not criticising the man. He's given his all. Um, he's proud to play for Wales. I get that, but. Um, he was very poor in the first game. And you can't blame him. Like, he hasn't played football all year. He can't get in the Luton side. But, like, Wills just said there, Brooks for morale. But it's not a like-for-like swap. Like, morale's, you know, playing alongside Joe Allen in that central midfield holding. Like, what would you do? Would you put Brooks further forward and then move Aaron Ramsey back? Because I feel like if you move Aaron Ramsey back to play alongside Joe Allen you lose the link-up between Bale and Ramsey, which has been so vital for Wales over the last couple of years, playing those diagonal balls and Ramsey bursting through late. That's a big sacrifice in a big game for me. Um, I'd like to see uh, Harry Wilson in the side. I think he's been he's had a good season. Um, but I also like the way he presses. Um, I think that's going to be a big part. If Wales is to win tomorrow, they need to press high up the pitch and they need to do it early and set a standard. Um, 
Leslie says Braithwaite, Braithwaite will score tomorrow. Always that Middlesbrough connection. Yeah, I um, I actually think he's a decent player. I think people slate him, uh, Les, because obviously he made that massive move over to Spain and then people were, um, you know, just sort of jumping all over him. But I think he's decent. Uh, maybe not a Barcelona player, but, you know, is what it is. Uh, GD Parry says, why call up Corwell and not use him? Even Rodri said that on the show. And yeah, I, I completely agree. I kind of thought the Italy game was probably the game to have a look at him. Maybe give him the second half and just see what you got. Like I've said uh, a couple of times, when Van Gaal gave Rashford his debut at 17 or 18 or whatever it was, you really, did, you know, I know it was forced to a certain extent with injuries and stuff, but you just don't know how those young players are going to react to being in those big game scenarios you really you know they can go in they can have a blinder and it could be amazing or they can maybe look a bit like they're not quite ready but taking him for the experience similar similar to what england did with their uh, walcott all those years ago seems like a waste of a space to me and when you've got will volks then not going that's a big shame for me because i really feel like will volks should have been in that where joe morrell played but you know is where it is um we'll come back to wales and like i say guys if you have got any questions feel free to ask them i'm a very honest man and i'll i'll answer anything uh, as honestly as i can i haven't got andy to censor me and because i sometimes say stuff that i'm not supposed to say yet as well so uh, that's always interesting um i like levitt james said there about levitt he hasn't played 10 games in his career it's um i do i'm a big fan of uh, levitt but I'm not sure if his time is now. We've also got Italy-Austria tomorrow. Um, going to be really interesting game, that one, because for me, um, Austria used David Albaro really weirdly, and they aren't getting the best out of him. He needs to have a big, big game, I think, to for Austria to get anything out of that game, I've got to say. Um, Italy have looked so impressive. Them two players in particular for me, uh, Spinozola, been superb. Uh, Lazaro as well. Um, Lazaro's going to miss out apparently, um, but there's a few different um, angles to this. But for me, I think Italy are going to comfortably win. Gavin says four-one Italy. I think probably three-nil. I can't. I'm not even sure Austria will score. But then David Albaba is so good that if he turns up and they play him in the right position, he can influence the game. And he can make a difference. So it depends where they play him. I still, look, he's predominantly and probably best placed in a holding midfielder role. That's very difficult to win a game for your team from there. Defensively, of course, you can do it. But unless he gets like a free kick or a set piece or some sort of thing, a long ranger, it's very difficult for a holding midfielder to, to influence a game to the extent where Austria can beat Italy. But, you know, we'll see. Um, but I'm going Italy 3-0 for that one. Um, and then on Sunday, the 27th, 5 o'clock game, is Holland versus the Czech Republic. I see nothing but uh, domination from the Dutch in this. I don't know about you guys. I really think um, the Dutch have really impressed me. Defensively, of course, they're... they're uh, suspect but going forwards particularly the front two of um Depay and and when i when i won um being superb i really enjoyed them and they got some good midfielders um don't know if the czech republic have got enough to really trouble holland um like i think holland will come unstuck when they play a really good team i gotta say um i just don't know if czech republic's that team so i'm going to go with a, a 4-1 to the to the Dutch for that one. Gavin says 3-2 to the Dutch. Um, I just struggle to see where Czech Republic will score, i got to be honest, even with the suspect defenders. We'll see, though. We'll see. Um, and then the big one, 8 o'clock Sunday night, Belgium versus Portugal. Oof, it's going to be a good one. Um, De Bruyne and uh, Hazard starting to look like they're fully fit again. Lukaku's been scoring goals. Uh, Belgium has just got like, this long, long list of players that are just quality, even on the bench. But then Portugal, 
one of the players of the tournament so far for me is Renato Sanchez. Um, obviously spent a year on loan at Swansea and did absolutely nothing. Was rated as one of the best young players in Europe not so long ago. Um, his career kind of fizzled out a little bit, um, although I believe he had a good season last year. Um, both teams to score Belgium, Portugal seems like a no-brainer to me because you know Ronaldo will get one. I'd be amazed if Ronaldo doesn't get a goal. Um, and then it's just defensively, the first two games, I thought defensively Portugal looked pretty good. And then that third game, they just they completely just went to pieces, down tools for like 15 minutes before half-time, 10 minutes after half-time. They just really, really just gave up almost defensively. Pepe's a liability, as I've mentioned before. I can see this one being a big sort of 5-4 or something who can score more goals than the other. Um, but yeah, Renato, San Renato Sanchez, Bruno Fernandes, of course, and there's uh, Ronaldo and uh, even, uh, what's his head, from Liverpool, Jota. You know, Portugal got some good forward players defensively, not sure. Roberto Martinez's team's notoriously not always the best at defending, but they've looked really solid in the, in the tournament so far. And arguably, uh, I think it was Donna just said, that some of the top teams, they haven't really been tested in that group stage other than the group of death. Um, and I would count most teams in that, like a lot of the teams which got through haven't really had strong tests. So it will be interesting to see um, how we go. Um, so I'm going to go with, that's so hard to call, but I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with a shock. I'm going to go with 3-2 to Portugal. Ronaldo to bag a brace because he's the GOAT. And uh, Belgium will crash out and the golden generation will once again fail to win an international tournament. Um, for you guys, what do you see with this one? Give me some predictions for Belgium, Portugal. Uh, Leslie says England have got an easy route in the World Cup. Uh, not this time. Let's see. i, I got to say, uh, I think I can't remember if I said this to someone else earlier or I said it earlier tonight but um, I actually think um, if Wales get past Denmark and England get past Germany I really do believe that one of those teams will get to the final because of the way the tournament has opened up um, but yeah it's going to be interesting so what I would like to know guys tell me your result uh, your Portugal-Belgium predictions and then of course Monday evening 5 o'clock Croatia versus Spain. We've got the uh, the the aging Portugal side versus a Spain team which is in transition, not the Spain team of old. Um, some good players, nonetheless. Obviously, uh, a great goalkeeper. It's uh, it's going to be interesting for me if Modric and Perisic play well. Poor, uh, Croatia are capable of beating anyone. They keep the ball so well. And they're just deadly when they get even a sniff of a chance, yeah, even if it's quite far out. So I, I got a feeling, and I'm going to go with Croatia to win this one, two uh, one to Croatia for me. Let me know your predictions in the in the comments. But um, it's going to be very very good and interesting. I fancy Croatia on their day to beat anyone. Similar to Wales in a way, they've got those one or two players, a couple of them getting a bit older. On their day, I, I feel like they could beat anyone. But um, it's so weird talking to myself. But I appreciate you guys sticking with me and uh, interacting with me. I, I do appreciate that. It's, it's strange. We will do another Insta Live soon. Andy has got to have internet for it, though. So in fairness, so it's a bit difficult, isn't it? Um, let me know, guys, as well. Who do you think has been the best player in the tournament so far? So, yeah, I'm going uh, Croatia 2, Spain 1, and, uh, and then we'll go France-Switzerland is the 8 o'clock game on the Monday, and uh, that is a, a mouth-watering uh, encounter. Look, on paper, 9 times out of 10, France got to be winning that 3-4-0, game over. But you just don't know. We saw it with Wales. They destroyed Belgium. Belgium missed 200 million chances. Wales took theirs. Belgium were out. It can be that simple. If you don't take your chances, if you become a bit overconfident and you just think, oh, you know, we'll, we'll score eventually, it, 
and then you get hit on the break or a set piece or, or a penalty or something. And Switzerland have got those players like Shakiri who can do something just out of nothing, 30 yards out, bang, and suddenly you're 1-0 behind. Of course, France have got incredible players, the Griezmanns, the Pogbas, the Mbappes, the, the Benzema's who's back in the goals. Defensively, uh, France have got, you know, Rafa Varane, for me, still probably the best uh, defender outside the Premier League in Europe. Um, so, you know, they have got that. They've got a good keeper. What do we think of that penalty against France uh, with the keeper, where the keeper's gone to punch the ball? He's kind of caught the ball, but he's punched the striker out against Portugal. What Do we think that's a penalty? I think, like looking at it, I feel like, yes, it's a penalty. But because you don't see him given, it felt really weird. Um, so I thought that, I do think it was a penalty, I think. But then equally, I thought the France France penalty was never a penalty in a million years. And I couldn't believe that VAR didn't t- overturn it. I thought that was shocking. i got to be honest. Really thought it was shocking. Um, but that was an enjoyable game to watch. Um, Kelly says, penalty, goalkeepers get far too much protection. Absolutely. Ken Hopkins said it was assault. Absolutely. He punched him in the face. And, you know, you got him on. Um, It'll be interesting. Leslie, who do you think would win at Wales and England if they meet in the semi-finals, mate? You're all about the uh, the straight-up honesty. Who you got? Wales, England, semi-final. Who's winning? Yeah, uh, Reese just said, anyone else feel lost? We've gone from three games three di- three games a day to, to nothing for a few days. It has been brutal these last couple of days with no games, which is... It's just, it's one of those things, isn't it? You get used to it. I was really enjoying two, five, or three o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock. It was beautiful. Slip a show in between. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's weird when I. What do we think? France, Switzerland. France going to win in there, surely. It's. Um, I would think so. Uh, as usual, guys. I appreciate all the interactions and the comments. Do drop a, a like and stuff on the video. It does help us grow and all that sort of stuff. Um, interesting, interesting comment. Garen says, uh, most disappointing player so far, Sai, for me, has been Mbappe. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think there's probably a couple of others who've been a little bit more disappointing. I think Gareth Bale has been predominantly disappointing. I think the only difference between maybe him and a couple of others who've disappointed is that Gareth Bale still works relatively hard. Looks like he cares. So he does get let off a little bit. Um, I don't think he's been great. That penalty was dreadful. But then, obviously, in the last minute, he's gone and done something special to create that goal. But Wales started slow in the group stage because they're building up for a run. Um Leslie, I think it says, I think it'd be a draw, maybe extra time and penalties. Wales and the penalty shootout every time, mate. Every time. Gareth Bale never misses a penalty, as I just said. Um, yeah, I, I can't see Switzerland getting anything from that. But then part of me thinks, yes, yeah, it's going to be 1 0 Switzerland. Shakiri is going to score in like the 85th minute, and France are going to miss a load of chances. A la Belgium 2016. And then on a Tuesday evening, the big one for some people, not for me, but I am looking forward to it a lot. England versus Germany. What a massive game to have in the first knockout uh, stage, round of 16. Like, historically, you know, there's the rivalry football side. You've got everything. Historically, massive. Um, I think Germany have been quite disappointing in the tournament so far of course they're you know they're organized and stuff they looked like they were going out uh, in that third game for a long portion of the game um i thought hungary were superb bit of a revelation um just kind of one of them really i suppose but i just it's going to be close i think england should beat germany I think they've got a better squad of players. And I know I probably shouldn't say that as a proud Welshman, but if I'm given an honest opinion and how I think it's going to go, I believe that England on paper have got the better squad. Germany, of course, got a couple of great players. They're always well-drilled, 
well organized they always turn up at tournaments they are due a big performance as well will it go to penalties again with these two clubs who knows um i think england are going to win um give me your predictions guys i know where uh, you've all a couple of you have said like, come on germany and stuff like that. i just um i think it's gonna be tight and and it could come down to a but right so leslie's just said there you said that versus scotland simon better squad lol but you know on paper well england have got a better squad than scotland scotland just turned up on the day and this is the thing like denmark should beat wales but wales on the day could just get a big performance switzerland you know france should beat switzerland comfortably but just that one-off game knockout game big performances from big players passion and togetherness and it can come down to that who gives that little bit extra and wales are good at that england haven't historically always been good at those big performances and tight games but you know you can't rule out that the, the southgate has created a bit more togetherness within that side even the media are a bit kinder to them these days they got to the semi-final of the world cup i think it was um donna says one all england lose on penalties and matthew angels being very specific he said uh, one now england raheem sterling will score in the 65th minute to win it interesting um Leslie says you couldn't beat Scotland and Scotland had their chances. Germany will not miss the target. And this is it. Germany historically, you know, for many, many years, as, as long as I've been alive, when the big games come in the tournament, they very, very rarely fail to turn up. So England will not be able to make mistakes. They will not be able to miss chances. They need the likes of Harry Kane. They need the likes of Pickford. You've got to have a big game. Cade says 2-0 England. It's going to be difficult. And uh, I'm, I'm really fascinated by it. I, for the English folks in the chat, so like uh, Leslie and Cade and some other peeps, like what team would you go for? I saw uh, some people saying today they'd play someone on TalkSport, an English fan, said he'd play Jordan Henderson, uh, Phillips and... Uh, who was it? Someone else, quite like a, a really dour defensive central midfield to kind of nullify the Germans and then try and hit them on the break. And he said Sancho and Kane and Sterling up front. For me, England's creativity and almost their strength comes from the likes of Foden, Grealish. Um, it, I'd probably, I think I, even though Phillips has been a revelation in this tournament. I would probably go with Jordan Henderson and then I'd go with Foden and Grealish either side of him. And then I would go with Sancho and Rashford either side of uh, Harry Kane. I think I would probably drop Raheem Sterling, which is mind boggling because I think he's been one of England's better players. But for that game, I believe that Rashford and Sancho will do be more of a threat to the Germans on the break than Sterling will be. Sterling's lost a half a yard of pace. I think you need Henderson's experience in the middle. Foden and Grealish. Grealish is capable of doing some of the hard work as well and getting stuck in, but also creatively. Um, what do we think of Jack Grealish? 100 million to go to Man City to, that's been reported. That is mind-boggling, i got to say. I rate Jack Grealish, as I said before. No way is he worth 100 million, though. Um, and I actually think Man City don't need him in any way. And that kind of stinks of trying to buy him to stop others buying him, which, of course, over the years was a Real Madrid trick and Barcelona's trick. They used to try and keep people out of the hands of other clubs to stop them catching up with them across Europe. Mind-boggling, 100 million for that. Um, for that guy, but look, Grealish is good. There, that's why I would go team wise. Maguire, central defence, um, alongside Stones, I guess. Although I think Tyrone Mings is unlucky to get dropped. Um, left back Luke Shaw, right back either Trippier or um, the other dude. I forget his name. I apologise. And then Pickford in goal. That would be my team. 
Um, but yes, and then uh, the final game of the knockout stage will be Sweden versus Ukraine. Um, that is a is an interesting one because I, I've been quite impressed with with um, Sweden. I think they've been really good. I wish they'd taken Zlatan as a squad player because I think like just his personality would have uh, made a difference, like in and around the team and stuff. But um, yeah, ultimately, I think Sweden probably got too much for Ukraine. Never know the one-off game, as I've said. But um, yes, it's uh, it's a fascinating one. So there's my prediction. Oh, sorry, I should say Sweden. So England, I think England two, uh, England three, Germany two. Um, I think that would be my my prediction for that. And then Sweden, Ukraine, I'll go Sweden 2-0 because I, I think Sweden have been very, very good. So that's my predictions and, and previews for the knockout stages. If you have any questions, you've got a couple of minutes to get them in. Um, oh, I appreciate that, Gas. That's very kind of you. Uh, he says, do an amazing job, bro. Um, it's, it's a weird one, talking to yourself, i got to say. Um, really strange, talking to yourself while... Uh, just looking at a camera and stuff. I like. I kind of like it. I like the sound of my own voice, even though I'm losing my own voice. Um, and Gaz also said earlier, well, right at the start of the chat, it's got off my screen now, but he said three shows a week. Has, uh, it's been like a little window into what it'll be like when you and Andy are on TalkSport. Well, hopefully TalkSport have got better internet because uh, Andy's had some problems, bless him. But, uh, yeah, can't be helped. Technology and what, like, I appreciate you guys sticking with me. It's um, superb. Uh, Reese says, uh, oh, I look, you're making me blush. Uh, it says, uh, doing a smashing job. So nothing against Andy, but the show hasn't lost any quality without him. Oh, Ahmed, I appreciate that because it's uh, it's not been an easy one um, because I've literally just talked for 36 minutes nonstop. Um, but I thought I might get some tricky questions, especially about some some stuff which I know I was supposed to talk about yet, because I always let them slip out, and then Andy will like, have to jump in before I let the cat out of the bag too early. Um, <laughs> Leslie says, at least you can get a word in tonight. Yeah, it's, it's difficult when you've got um, technology as well, because there's like a slight delay. So like, particularly if you've got a guest, not so much with the Euro shows, but when you've got a guest on a Monday and both me and Andy have got questions and we want to talk about certain things. And then, of course, you've got questions from you guys and you're trying not to sort of talk over the guest and talk over each other. But sometimes me or Andy have kind of got to jump in front of each other to get get it in because there's that slight delay. It is. Uh, it's very difficult. Um, Rob says you could listen all day, every day. Top banana. Cade says, sod any other football podcast show. Not my thing. This is the best. Damn straight, my friend. Damn straight. Um, who's the first guest of the new season? Why would you ask me such a thing? Um, I don't actually know, mate. Um, so I'll let you into like a little secret. Um, don't tell anyone, though. So, like, predominantly, um, obviously, Andy being an ex footballer sorts out. 90% of the guests for for the football shows, 90%, not all of them. Um, like people uh, like Mehmet and stuff like that, that was done through me. Um, and people who, you know, uh, connections which I've got. Um, and there's a couple of others connections which I've got. But obviously Andy's a, an ex-footballer. He works with Black Diamond Sports and, and a football agency. They've got a lot of contacts. Um, so I... Andy will sort of contact me and he will say, right, this is uh, kind of a few people I've booked in for the next few weeks or whatever. These dates are free and we'll kind of have a chat and I'll say, oh, this person will be good. This person will be all right. And then we can go from there. Um, Donna says, we enjoy talking to you. Appreciate that. Um, so like, what, does, uh, what else we got? Um, so, yeah, Rob, I can't answer that properly. Uh, in terms of the first guest of the new season, because uh, I'm not 100% sure. I've got an idea, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't want to don't wanna say it if that person hasn't agreed to come on. feels like I'm putting them under a bit of pressure and stuff. Um, Reese says he's still heartbroken over 
Joe Bennett leaving. Uh, it never gets easy when your favourite player leaves. Yeah, it's tricky. And I think with Joe Bennett, I think he did enough to stay, but his wages are so high, reportedly, um, which makes it tricky if you're trying to trim that budget. Um, but it, it makes it even worse that he's doing all his rehab and he's filming these video clips of him doing his rehab from his serious injury. And it's like in Cardiff kit. Makes it almost more difficult. Um, Matthew Angel says you should have a fan on in future. Auction at highest bidder sits in the hot seat. Indeed. Um, so, oh yeah. So let's talk about that. Oh, here we go. Uh, Reese says, uh, Sai, when Mehmet was on, did you ask him, um, could you talk to any of the current squad? Right. So this is one of the things uh, that I've avoided talking about. Um, and there is a reason for that. And it's because I don't want to I don't want to rock the boat and I don't want to upset people. And that's not my style. Look, I did ask Mehmet about the current squad before. Um, and he kind of said, you know, yeah, but he kind of also said it's up to the person who makes that decision. He didn't. Basically, he didn't have a problem with it, I think. But he also didn't want to go and, you know, go and tell person X, give players to these people. Which I can, I fully understand that. Um, there was a point about a year ago, or maybe a bit shorter, where we really thought that we were going to have access to the current squad, um, and it looked like it was done. We were starting to contact players, and it was there. And then uh, decision was changed. Um, we were told, basically, to sort of paraphrase it all. Basically, because we are a fan channel. Um, we couldn't because we're critical of the team or whatever and stuff like that. Um, I disagree with that, by the way, because uh, those players would go on Talk Sport, which I think we're more like Talk Sport or BBC or Sky or something like that. I'm not saying we're as big or anything like that, of course, but I'm saying in terms of what we do is similar to what they do than something like the United Stand or Arsenal Fan TV. Because what we do is we analyse the games in the championship show specifically. We analyse the games. We give an opinion on the performances. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. It's all subjective anyway. Just because I say something's good or bad, it doesn't mean it is. Just a subjective opinion. Um, but yeah, that, that seems to be the sticking point. Hopefully that will change in the future. Um, what else we got? Sore throat. Um, Matthew, no, I've done that one. Da, 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 da. Uh, so when are you going to do the loser prize for the sweepstakes size? So this day was a prize. If I remember correctly, Donna, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but there was a prize for the winner of the sweepstake, and then there was also a, a prize for the team with the worst record. I believe that's Turkey. So whoever had Turkey will win the prize for the losing team or the worst team. Um but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, we'll 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 do that probably. I don't know if we'll save it for the end of the of the tournament or maybe we'll do it next week. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, what else we got? So um, Mehmet said we'd sign two players and we have. And well, actually, he said three. Um, to to be to correct you, uh, he said three. Um, and like I had a message from a, a Cardiff City fan a couple of weeks ago, which will remain nameless. It's not someone who's regularly seen in the comments. Um, and he basically said, I didn't ask Mehmet tough questions. Um, I referred him to the first show where I grilled uh, Mehmet Darwin on all the Emiliano Sala stuff, all of the, the book, the, the journalists, the, the agents. I felt like I asked him and Andy asked him, tough questions, fair questions that needed to be answered. And I felt like this time around, we did the same. But this time around, obviously, it was different. We weren't focusing. We The first show, we predominantly focused on the Emiliano Sala tragedy and that sort of thing. This time around, it was kind of a mixture of the current squad, transfers, money, and stuff like that. I felt like that was a bit of an unfair criticism, but that person's entitled to their criticism nonetheless. Um, and I, another example I used of it is when Mehmet mentioned that he had signed off on three players, 
we kind of skipped past it and I stopped Andy mid-sentence and said, hang on a minute, I'd just like to clarify that. Can you just confirm what you said? Now, if I was giving him an easy ride or I wasn't trying to ask decent questions whilst having a conversation, I wouldn't have done that. I would have just let it carry on. But there we go. I'm not I'm not averse to criticism. I get enough of it. So it's not a problem. Um, whilst we got uh, Matthew says, one to make you think, so what's the best question answer you've ever been asked or given? Or oh, I'll have to have a think about that. Probably that question there, Matt, to be honest. That question there. Um I will have a th- I will have a think though and see what I can come up with. Uh what else we got? Leslie. Uh, doesn't Kevin come in now? So uh, I'm not going to go into any detail regarding that. Kev, uh, it's just we're just having a break. We'll be back for season two. Uh, we'll be announced very shortly. Um, that's about as much as I'll say about that. Uh, but it is 100% coming back. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kev pop up on one of the Euro shows towards the end of the tournament. Pretty much, yeah. Draw your own conclusions from that. Um what else we got? Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, so Turkey was the, the the losing team. I'm not sure who's uh, who got the that one, so we'll have to. I'm sure Donna would be able to tell me. Um, Reese says, "Not be funny if you're a regular viewer and you don't participate with questions. You've got no right to criticize others who are." And that is a that's quite a good point. Like, it's an open forum. You know, we're live every Monday, same time, with a guest every week. If you want to ask a question, ask the question. As long as it's asked politely, we will generally put the question across. Even if it's a bit tricky or a bit awkward, we'll generally try and put it across. Even if I kind of re reword the way that you guys have sent it or whoever sent it, I will still ask the question if I can. Um, oh, new viewer, uh, Yamina, welcome. Hi, how are you? Hope you're well. Um, do I watch rugby? Uh I'm Welsh, so it's almost compulsory. Um, it's not my preferred sport, but I do. The only rugby I really watch is when Wales are in the Six Nations and the World Cups. I think that's probably about as far as it goes. But um, Leslie says, I rarely criticise any, uh, any give you any criticism, Simon. I give it all to your co-host. Yes, you do. Um, Donna says, are you going to do uh, Danny's show at a different time with a clash in with the Portugal game side? Uh, I love uh, enemy, but love my football a little bit more. Yeah, it's um, it's tricky that one. Uh, we've got a guest on and stuff, so it's difficult to rearrange. But I will look into maybe moving it back an hour just to try and reduce the amount of clashes. Donna's MMA's newest fan, um, and uh, but it was cool having you guys all joined the MMA viewers. It was good stuff. Really enjoyed that. Uh, opinions on Ishmael going to West Brom as head coach. I don't, I've got to be honest, Kate, I don't really have one um, other than I didn't think they should have sacked their manager anyway. Um, I thought it was a weird one, but it is what it is. Um, so, uh, Reese says, uh, I, I did read that uh, Memo said he doesn't take a wage from the club, however, his firm gets paid a consultancy fee. It's very possible. I mean, you got to be realistic. Like, I kind of read it as, yeah, he doesn't take a wage, but he probably takes a dividend. Like, that was the way I interpreted it. But that's not to say that I'm right. I just guessed that that's what he meant. But he still doesn't take also, like, 100 grand a year from it either, if that makes sense. So i got to be honest. Um, Rob says, can't stand, got to be honest, can't stand talk sport. They talk at a tripe. But would you listen to me and Andy if we were on there? And if you would... Why don't you contact them and tell them that? Uh, Leslie says, why doesn't Andy get his favourite player, Bernie Slavin, on? Um, Andy's got like a list of players which he's contacted and contacting. So I wonder whether there's um, like an ongoing thing with that. Um, I'm sure he's on the list. Uh, Geraint Cole says, one question. So when you interviewed Mehmet Dalman, were there questions he wanted to avoid? I can't help but think that he got off lightly. So um, when I the first, so I'll go back to the first time um, I spoke to Mehmet on the phone before the first show, and I said uh, talk, talked him through the process, what it is, 
and said, do you want me to send you a list of our questions in advance? And is there any subject which you want to avoid so that I can, if that question from the live chat comes up from that, I won't ask it or whatever. He said, no. And he said, no. And he said, ask anything. If I don't want to answer it, I'll say, and I'll say why. And, you know, I thought that first show particularly, he was so honest about some really tricky subjects. Um, and I thought he was really good. The second show was very much, it was more general about like the squad and the season. Um, so there wasn't as much difficult questions asked, but I thought he dealt with some of the questions towards the end of the show pretty well. Um, look, as I think it was Rob just said, or Reese, like if people wanted to ask a specific question, you just got to ask it. And if you, if I don't see it, do what James Costley does and send it 5 million times until I do. And also that helps us because we get more comments. Uh, let's have a look. So Kelly says, apparently he was happy to take a pay cut, but wanted a two-year deal, not just one. I think that's about Joe Bennett. Um, I did hear that he was happy to take a pay cut, um, but I also heard that the club wanted him to take a 50% pay cut, which is a lot of, that's a big cut. So it's, I think that is, it's tricky, isn't it? But they also get paid a lot of money. So is what it is. Um, yes. Yeah, so, um, right. Last couple of questions then, my peeps. What we got? What have we got? Garen says, great to hear that side. Yeah, I, I honestly now, and I'm not just saying that, uh, i got no reason to say it. He's been on twice. Um, I can speak to him at any, re you know, I could phone him or text him anytime I want. Um, he is one of the nicest people I've come across since I've been doing these podcasts. Um, and just my opinion from speaking to him at length off camera he is about as genuine a person as I've come across. Such a, a nice person, really cool and relaxed. Um, and yeah, um, Matthew says, Team Ace Podcast Nation. It's the Ace Nation Army, mate. Come on. Come on. Hashtag Ace Nation Army. You should use it with everything. Uh, Leslie says, what about Derby, Simon? Uh, they've made them in league. They have made them in league one and the championship. Um, I don't know what you mean, mate. Sorry, Leslie, if you um, explain and I'll answer it. Um, Harry Wilson off to Benfica, apparently. Yeah, look, wouldn't surprise me. And I think that he'd be very, very good there. i got to be honest. I think that would really suit him, the way he plays. And I think he could do some good things there. Um, what else we got? What else we got? Um, some dude plugging his YouTube channel. So uh, why not? I'm feeling kind. Watch Orsto on YouTube. Thanks for joining us, Orsto. Drop a drop a like on the video, mate, before before you disappear. Um, uh, missed that. Who was you talking about, Sai? So who? What? I don't know, Rob. I don't know what you're on about, man. Um, what one? Rob, if you explain or ask, what what was I uh, um, saying? Um, yeah, so there it is. It is, uh, uh, it. so like the dual fixture list because they could go down yet. Yeah, all right, so because Derby could still go down, you mean? Um, they had, yeah, I think that's ludicrous. I gotta be honest. Why on earth they would uh, do that? It's, yeah, I don't like that at all. I think it's, yeah, EFL makes it, it's an absolute shambles. I gotta say, uh, da -da 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 -da. Kate says, never noticed your tattoo before, Sai. Yeah, I got a tattoo on my arm. Have a look. Uh, oh, Gaz just says, uh, explain your tattoo. Um, so you might not be able to see it because of the camera. So by there is uh, my dad's signature. Uh, obviously, he died when I was 16. So I got his uh, signature by there. And then I have um, a big star. But there, this is my missus and three kids, little stars around. And I got another, another star, another, another tattoo somewhere else coming soon. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually going to probably have just uh, this, this logo tattooed on my body somewhere at some point. I um, I nearly had a sleeve a couple of times, and I kind of just never get around to it, the money and stuff like that. But um, I got to say, the 
I'm 40 in November and uh, I'm just not quite sure. That's that's a good tattoo, Simon, says Leslie. Thanks, Leslie. I appreciate that, mate. Um, it, it means a lot to me, mate. So, so, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, innit? Um, so, yeah, uh, in wrapping up, would I ever grow my hair again? <laughs> so, yeah, I will be, probably. And I'll probably donate it again and stuff just because I miss my long hair. So, it is what it is. Uh, I do miss my long hair, though, I've got to say. I really liked having long hair. Uh, I've always I've had long hair a few times over the years and I've always liked it. Um, what else we got? Ken Hopkins says thoughts on all the bigwigs being allowed to attend the latter stages of the. Uh, do not get me started on that. I think it's an absolute disgrace that um, Welsh fans and other fans can't travel. I think whilst the people of the UK have still got restrictions on them. Yeah, these people, sponsors and executives, can not only come in and watch the football, don't have a problem with that, but they can skip the quarantine. So a friend of mine, um, who is a, an MMA and boxing ring announcer, uh, he was on the show a couple of weeks back, uh, Ricky, he's currently travelling uh, around Europe doing some kickboxing or boxing shows. So he's in Denmark now doing the show. And um, they... Uh, when he comes back to the UK, so he was in Romania yesterday, then he flew over to Denmark to do a show the next day. Um, when he comes back to the UK, he has to have, uh, I think it's two COVID tests, and he has to quarantine for 10 days. But in Europe, he can go out and about and everywhere. And I get, I, I kind of agree on the quarantine thing, but why has he got a quarantine, but all these guys and girls from the sponsors and executives they can just do it because they threatened to take the final away to hungary or whatever it was i think it's a disgrace um yet again uefa fifa efl absolute shambles but um there we go and yet again i've done exceptionally well not to swear on the football show i pride myself that i've never sworn on this show uh, Matthew Angel says, got to shoot, guys. Have a great weekend. Yeah, cheers, Matt. Appreciate you guys sticking with me. Going to be wrapping it up in a minute. Um, so if you've got any more questions, get him in quick as you like. Um, um, yeah, but it's uh, it what it is. Um, so everyone looking forward to the weekend. Um, sorry, it was just, uh, just sending my son a text. So I'll come home soon. He's uh, been out on a bike ride. Um, so, guys and girls, I appreciate it so much you joining me. It's been uh, it's been really weird um, talking to myself. And Rob says, "Who was the nice guy?" You have well, you see, you nearly had me then. Nearly made me swear, you little rascal. But I didn't. I'm a good boy. I save it all for the Kev show where I can just swear non-stop. Who's going for the AC footy show tattoo, says Kate. Yeah. Well, you know what you could do? You could go on uh, the old merch site and there's Ace Podcast Nation t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and masks and all sorts of stuff, pillows. The pillow, actually. There's a pillow and a blanket, which I ordered yesterday because I really, really like them. They're really nice. Um, there's also there's Danny Batten fight shows merch there's uh also uh and ac footy show merch and all that sort of stuff lots of stuff there um i want to design some new stuff but it's so difficult i just find it the time and stuff um so a lot of it is quite basic it's not quite as basic as this with just the logo there's some other stuff there's like uh some the dare to be different um shirts there's some ace nation army shirts which i quite like um, and stuff like that. Um, all right, look, this is the sort of people we're dealing with. Rob Boyle's just confused. Gaz has just said, put this towards your sleeve, mate. Uh, what was this meeting? Ah, oh, mate. You right? Was it you who asked this the other day? Someone asked you. I really appreciate that, Gaz, by the way. Um, I super chat 15 quid, mate. Really appreciate that. Um, that goes a long way. Um, and I try to put everything back into the channel as well. Um, which people send and stuff. 
on equipment and all this stuff. It's not cheap. Well, uh, I try to put it all back in as much as I can. Um, meeting. Yeah. Um, so. Basically, uh, I was contacted by a company, a podcast network, which uh, were interested in taking not just the Andy Campbell football show, but all my podcasts uh, onto their network and um, giving them their own shows and stuff like that. And uh, having some very, very big uh, sponsors be a part of the show, uh, people like Boyle Sports and Vodafone and stuff like this. It, would, um, it wouldn't make any difference to what we do. Uh, the only difference would be that we'd be associated with them and each web uh, each podcast would have its own website and they'd also <clears throat> um the audio downloads would be slightly different um but not a great deal just only available on certain things but interesting uh darren hodskin says hello um donna says she's gonna buy some merch i appreciate that donna thank you very much um and if anyone's good at art and they want to like design images featuring ace podcast nation or like uh, you know different shows we do or anything like that you want to design like a picture and send it to me get that on some merch straight away um donna says thanks for doing the show still doing the show no problem i i love you guys i appreciate all the support you guys give us and i didn't want to just cancel i did didn't want to um so as weird as it's been it's been fun i've enjoyed it feel close to the peeps the Ace Nation Army, as it were. But I am going to chip off before my wife shoots me. Um, cheers, guys. I appreciate all these amazing comments. I'll try and reply to some of them later. Um, Garrett, Boris, Hancock, all of them, made, honestly, they can literally, I can't tell you enough how much they can get to... Network.